When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, welcome back to the final episode of Season 3 of Pigeon Hockey Podcast, a member of the Hockey Podcast Network. This is Chris and today's co-host, Heath. What's up, everybody? And this is the fifth edition of Goals Against Average, where we keep the conversation in the crease and talk with fellow netminders about anything and everything goaltending. On this episode, we want to welcome special guest, former netminder for the USPHL San Diego Sabres, and now netminder for the ACHA D1 Duquesne Dukes, Ethan Blackburn. Ethan, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks for jumping on. We were all chatting, and Heath was mentioning we need to get Ethan on. We need to get him on soon. And uh, mm-hmm. so he's like, let me reach out to him, and boom, here we are. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I've seen that, like, you've gotten – was it was one other Sabre, right? It was just Mario? Yep, Mario. Yeah, we had Mario yeah. on. I saw Mario was on there, and I was like, you know, like, it would be cool to go on there. I wonder if they'll ever invite me. And then he three shot. He's like, Hey, you want to be on this? And I was like, I mean, yeah, that'd be sick. First podcast experience. Might as well get used to it. I thought about starting a podcast a couple of times, so it'd be good practice to get in one. You should. They're fun. And plus, if you like talking, it's great because oh, mm-hmm. you, you, you can talk into the abyss. <laughs> if, you, if you know me, I, I talk, I talk a lot. <laughs> Well, it, it's good. If, if you're going to be on a podcast, you have to want to talk. I know we've had people on the past where uh, it, sometimes I have to prod them. I'm like, you want it on, now talk. And you have to sit there and poke and poke and mm-hmm. poke. And it, it can be somewhat painful, but uh, eventually they get comfortable. Usually in the beginning of the podcast, people are kind of tentative. Uh, they don't mm-hmm. want to screw up or something. And then the comfort hits. And that's why I think we end up talking what usually on this podcast somewhere between 15 minutes and over an hour before we actually ever record i think right. that's our standard heath yeah um, I, I would say that <laughs> I, I, there's been times we've talked for 45 minutes before a episode actually starts oh yeah well with this one we've talked over 20 minutes before we actually decided to hit record so yeah it's a pretty standard right there but yeah. you know what ethan uh tell us a little bit about yourself and your hockey life I've been was I've been playing hockey since 2009, I think. I think that's when I started my roller career because I started I started in roller because I lived in New Mexico. I was born and raised in New Mexico for 10 years or till I was 10 and then we moved. But I was never raised around like ice hockey at all or roller hockey in general. I was always like soccer and like I tried out T-ball, but I didn't like that that much and i tried mm-hmm. out football and i didn't like football i just i hated the way the helmets fit on my head and i think it's because i got a pretty big one and uh, i was in soccer for nine years so i was a big like big soccer kid big just outdoor sports in general i even picked up golf at one point um did like a camp at some resort like sandia resort and casino or something like that in new mexico but uh one day our neighbors next to us uh were having a garage sale when I was little and they were giving away a pair of rollerblades and they were, they were like size 14, which foreshadowing I ended up fitting in size 14, everything now, even though, you know, when I was tiny, I didn't. So I put on, we get them, they give them to us and we're like, Oh, cool. Like rollerblades. And I try them on. I was like, you know, they're way too big, but I started like pushing myself back and forth in our garage, like from this pole to the wall and then back to the pole. And I just go, go back and forth. And, after that, my parents were like, you know what, like, let's get some rollerblade lessons. I think they thought it would be a fun, like, family activity. And uh, we went to the nearest skate city, but in New Mexico, it was called the uh, Roller Skate City, since Skate City was already taken by a skateboard shop. So if you go anywhere else in the U.S., we're at a skate city, like, you know, the, where roller rinks are. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be called Skate City. But the only, like the location in Albuquerque is called Roller Skate City because the uh, licensing was already taken for that city, which is a little confusing, especially when you go from like a roller skate city to a skate city and it's the exact same things. Um, but we went there for these like it was like try to skate or like learn to skate. And I went from the beginner session to the advanced group 
in the same session, like same hour. I went from beginner, like you just now put on skates to advanced where it's like adults learning for like the fourth time, knowing like how to go backwards, how to see cut and like everything. And so my parents saw that and they were like, well, let's, let's try out hockey. They, my mom saw a flyer for try hockey for free. And I was like, all right, let's try hockey. And, um, I show up and I put on the gear and I'm playing. I just, I loved it. And I just started skating once you like, you know, 2009 thought, I thought it was so much fun. I loved it. Right. As I put on those, like put on the gear, like the player gear, I was like, oh, this is my thing. This is what I want to do. And, um, I started, so I started like, you know, we got me in a league and I started playing and it was like the little kids of like, you know, the tripods where you're holding on to your life to that stick and you're like pushing down on it so you can like move. Um, and I got pretty good at that. And then I tried goalie out, which that was fun. I always wanted to be goalie. Every time I was on a team that didn't have a goalie, I was like, put me in that, put me in that. Like, I want to be in that. I don't know why. I just, I think maybe it was the gear, uh, like being in the big bulky gear, being that guy. I was like, yeah. yeah. I also, I hated getting off like line changes. I hated changing. I loved just staying on the ice the entire time. I was like, this is my thing. Like I want to, or, you know, at that time it was being out on the court or whatever roller, the roller rink. I was like, I want to be out here, but I know one day actually it was me for, it was for a game. It was me and the goalie were the only ones there versus a full entire other team. And it was like, kindergartners to like second grade kids and i was in second grade at the time and the ref um who we knew he was a family friend his name's kevin i don't remember his last name but he's down at roller skate city probably still but shout out to him for helping me out with everything when i was younger and me and my family but one day he the he was ref in the game it was just me and a goalie on my team and the entire other team and took we waited about like 10 minutes for more of my kid like my team to show up and they just didn't for a while so he was like all right let's just drop the puck first two minutes i get two goals by myself just skated around the entire other team they didn't even score more kids from my team started showing up and i'm still like skating around kids and i remember he kevin the ref stopped the game and said ethan go over to the third and fifth graders since we had it split up of like um you know in roller there's no blue lines mm-hmm. where yeah. i think it was like top of the circle kind of with barriers these like weird barriers they had there i i can't even like describe them they're just like these like walls mixed with the normal ones that you see on ice Mm -hmm. um we had that till from like top of the circle down in one zone and that was us and then on the other end was the third through fifth graders not doing like full length yet so they were where we stopped till the other end and he was like, Ethan, like, go over there. Like, you're on that team now. Like, they need another guy. And, like, you're doing too well over here. Like, go over there. So I go over there, and I scored another two goals as a second grader against third and fifth graders. So that next year, I'm third grade in the third and fifth, playing, like, kids my own age. Or scratch that. It was when I was in first grade in the kindergartner to second grade one is when I got moved up to the third and fifth graders. And then second grade, I was like registered in that league, like in their age group. So I'm third grade or I'm second grade going against third graders to fifth graders. And the shirts were based on like age. So I'm this little second grader (laughs) going against fifth graders and the shirts fit them. Shirts did not fit me. I was skating around with like the shirt down to my knees. I'm pretty sure there's a picture of me somewhere where it looks like I'm in a dress. Like I'm playing in a dress. I did not hike up the shirt at all. I just had it down to my knees and I would skate with it down to my knees. Um, But I did pretty well in that as a a second grader going against older guys. Um, And then that next year, my third grade year, they put me in the middle school league. They're like, hey, like you're going to get called up to the middle school league. And so once again, the shirts are based on age. So I'm again in a dress going against middle schoolers as a third grader which I, at the time I didn't realize was like an insane thing to do. Like I was just a kid playing hockey and having fun with it um, and just live in life. And uh, then I started like getting opportunities to uh, do it's like the state wars or something. If you guys know about that, the state wars in roller hockey at all. I haven't heard of that myself. Well, I, I guess that's like a whole roller scene, but. Is that in down in New Mexico? 
it was like just like between states united states like okay um but it was in the division of like the western division uh for mine and we had like a state team for new mexico is like the new mexico aztecs or the albuquerque aztecs or something like that and i think it was like state uh the state would pool kids together to like um it was like a tournament team kind of thing yeah and um i remember being in mine was albuquerque aztecs and i i still i probably have the jersey somewhere unless my mom cut it up and put it on that blanket she gave me which has like all my old jerseys which is a whole nother story but I was on the Albuquerque Aztecs, and every time we'd go up there, they we wouldn't have enough kids for a full team, so they'd split us up. And um, so my first year going up there, I played for the Westminster Avalanche, which is in Westminster, Colorado, which then I ended up kind of living in years later, which I never knew. Uh, or I never knew that would happen. But uh, we won gold my first time ever in a state or in a tournament like that. We won for we got first place. And I scored like one or two goals in the championship game. I think one. I don't think I was that good compared to those kids. They were like, you know, they've been skating their whole lives. And I was kind of just like a couple years in. I'm like, yeah, this is fun. I'm having fun. Like, yay winning. Yay hockey. And then that next year I got third place with a different team. I can't remember the team name, but it was like something Panthers. Um, And then by the time that was fourth grade that happened. And then, um, in fourth grade two is when I started ice hockey. So I was about nine years old when I started skating and skates like ice. That's when I made the transition of like rollers fun and all, but I want to try ice hockey. So I tried out for the New Mexico ice bears, the like squirt B slash C team. And um, during tryouts, there was one end where I was where they were teaching kids how to skate and the other end where kids already knew how to skate. And they just pulled them together. And I was like, there's your team. Kids who don't know how to skate, kids who do know how to skate, play together. Um, so they taught me how to stop on the ice. Because I already knew how to skate, you know, like rollerblades. But the stopping mechanisms are so different that I was too used to the whole, like, turn really tight to stop. And then they're like, okay, let's teach you how to hockey stop. So then I learned that. I played um, a year there for the squirt team. And then for fifth grade, we moved to Colorado when I was 10. Um, and I picked, I was played at, uh, I was like the Highland Hills Jaguars for about five years, but I played there. And once we got to Colorado, we kind of learned that I went from being like a prodigy and roller and like really good at hockey in New Mexico to, oh yeah, you're like the lowest in Colorado. You are square C or whatever. And I was like, okay, all right. Cool. And so I started playing for Highland Hills for about five years. And um, I think when I was uh, 13 turning 14, that year, my first Bantam season is when I, it was my last season as a player. And uh, it's been my whole career of like, I want to be goalie. I want to be goalie. And my parents every year are like, no, we can't afford it. No, we can't afford it. Like it's too expensive. Like we can't afford the gear and gear is expensive. It's I think, in my opinion, goalie gear is way too expensive for what it is. Like, sure, it's really nice, and, like, the high-level stuff is really, you know, intuitive, very, like, good technology, but it, it's so expensive. It's Very too, true. I yeah, think it's, it's, too, a, it's too expensive. It's it's over – they know they got you. So. Right, because, like, we, we need it. And when they release new stuff, then, like, all the pros are wearing it, so then little kids are like, oh, I want to wear it, and then the parents are forced to – get this new stuff that the kids just going to grow out of. Um, but I'm actually, I'm glad I started goalie late. Uh, it was my second year of Bantams um, that I started goalie. Cause it was, I remember this vividly waking up for Christmas. The year I was still a skater, I woke up for Christmas and started opening some presents and there was this huge box in the room and it was for me. And I, I opened that last cause I always, I like to do small presents first, make my way up to bigger presents. Cause then it, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. it's just in order, and usually the bigger ones are the, the better ones. Mm-hmm. More exciting. And, More exciting. And, yeah, exactly. And in that case, it was because I got like normal stuff. Um, then I opened this box, and it's goalie gear. And my parents are like, "Hey, like, we've decided we've come up with the money. You can be a goalie next year." 
And in their eyes, it's, oh, you know, he's just going to try out as goalie for the team he was just on, the Bantam B team, the travel team. He'll try out for that, not make it, and he'll go play rec, and we'll stay in-state, and it'll be cheap. He won't be doing it much. <laughs> have fun with it. Tryouts come along. Damn it, Ethan. Damn it, Ethan. And I made Bantam B again uh, as a goalie, my first time ever. Like, I had the summer, and then I bought new pads after because i started in these like tps pads and uh a heating glove which i still have it's somewhere in my old house in colorado and a mission blocker and a stick that was way too small for me which i also still have it's signed by varlamov now which that's sick but i i started out in that gear then we got me a pair of eflex 2s 760s it's like the lowest you can go with ccm eflex uh twos and um made the team and uh they're like oh okay so like he's on band and b you know once again they're gonna pay the fees of like going to the same places like california for it was like um the california state games um played in that i think we got third place that year when i was goalie and then um then playoffs come along and everyone's like oh like you know we're probably not gonna win we ended up winning state with me in that my first year of goalie, which sick, you know, it's Bannon B. And in my parents' head, they're like, oh, like, you know, he's pretty good at this. Maybe we can take it somewhere else. And uh, so I moved to the Boulder Bison, which now they're the Boulder Rough Riders because they infused with the Rough Riders team, you know, the AAA team. They infused with them now. So now it's Boulder Rough Riders and, or it might be Superior Rough Riders now. Or they all might just be called Rocky Mountain Rough Riders. I'm really not sure. But it, when I was there, it was the Boulder Bison. And I go there, and I, I was going to – I was brought over a couple teammates with me from Highlands, uh, one of them being Chris Miller, who I – he plays for Metro State in Denver for their club team, I think D1 or D2. But we went over there from Highland, and we saw the tryout fees were pretty cheap for the A and B team. And then it was $50 extra for the double A team. And my parents were like, oh, like, do you want to try out for the double A team just for fun? And I was like, yeah, like, it would be good to get in front of those coaches. So I go tryouts. I go through the motions. Like, you know, I keep getting called back. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, he keeps getting called back. Like, coaches really want to see him. And uh, from what I heard with all the uh, talk around the locker room is that they already had the goalies picked for the double A team. Like, they already have the two guys returning, like, blah, blah, blah. And, um, the all-star game comes around i'm invited back which is sick for being a, a my second year ever being a goalie i get invited back and then they send out the results of tryouts and they said i made it onto midget minor double a i was like there's no way and my dad even told me like in his head he thought that was a typo and looking back on it i was like yeah i i wouldn't be surprised if it was a typo but we like we called the coach and we're like hey are you sure that like it's ethan on the midget minor double a team like, are you sure? Like, he's coming from Bantam B. Are you sure it's him? And they're like, yeah, like, it's him. Like, he's on the team. And they call, they even talk to us, and they're like, hey, like, is it a typo that you played Bantam B last year? And we're like, no, like, that's where I played. So they, they couldn't even believe it that I played Bantam B, and that was my second year of goalie. But biggest reason I went from Bantam B to Major Minor AA my second year ever as a goalie I have to thank the goalie coaches at ITC where I, I work with now, like I coach with them now uh, too, but I also still work with them of like Tim Lorenz, Mark Sample and Cam Clemenson. Big, it's mostly Mark Sample that I started working with. He shaped me into who I am today like with the technique and Tim Lorenz being the Boulder goalie coach at the time. And now the rough, they're both Rough Riders coaches now. But Mark Sample helped out with that a lot My uh, in that summer in between those tryouts. But then I was on... Uh, Midget minor double A for two years. And I know I, I, like I said, you know, I, I like to talk, so I know I'm dragging on, but I gotta, let's get this going. Midget minor double A for two years. The second year I, I played a good amount of games and I also played for Centaurus high school JV just for fun. Cause I tried out for Monarch where I played my senior year and they cut me from the team, took my goalie partner. And then I tried out for Centaurus and was starter for JV Centaurus. But if I don't think, if I didn't play for that team, I don't think I would have gone to juniors that next year. Uh, thanks to Chance Kreger, another coach that helped out a lot. 
he was the coach for Centaurus JV and then coached for Highland AA as well. So he saw me from both angles of like having me on his team to not having me on his team. And he came up to me and he was like, Ethan, like I have an opportunity for you in Wisconsin for the Wisconsin Rapids River Kings. I think you should take it like you it's juniors. So like, this is the perfect time at 17 to go out there. And I was like, you know, I'll look into it. And then, um, funny enough, one of my parents' friends, I think it's my mom's friend, was talking to the same team, but we didn't know it was the same team. She was just talking to the wife of the head coach and like was like, hey, like there's this goalie, he needs a team, like he'd love to play juniors, blah, 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 blah. So the head coach was getting two sources of people going like, hey, you should take this goalie. So he, he, you know, he reached out to me and was like, hey, let's get you on a contract. So I signed to the River Kings after playing AA and JV and then went to River Kings. I was there for four months. I was a third string goalie, which sucked in my eyes. So I left to play for the Dallas Stars Elite AAA team, the U18 AAA team. And I played there for a month. Then I went back home played high school for half of the sem- or the second half of the year so one semester finished out my senior year covid hit i stayed in colorado and played for the rough riders and then after that i went back to the river kings once again was the backup so i didn't get much playing time i made that clear that i wanted more two days before the trade deadline the coach um releases me he's like hey go find a new team we're bringing in a different kid so that sucked Go to the, the the Decatur Blaze for a month, finished out there, and then um, went back home, trained, did the Air Force Showcase, met Tyler Casello, the coach of Sabres, now Atlanta. And he was like, hey, like, I want you to be my starter. And I was like, all right, I'll be there. Finish out my junior career at, by the beach? Like, hell yeah. Got some awesome pictures with it as well, didn't you? Reference oh. some of that, uh, that gear, weren't you? <laughs> I was, yeah. I was repping some of our hockey militia stuff. Uh, they had me model it. And they had... Uh, my, you were injured at that time too, right? I was, yes. I was. They were injured. getting their work out of you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Miking me up and interviewing people and being a model. They got they got their use out of me if I couldn't be in that. Uh, so, so last season, obviously, you said you played with San Diego and you ended with San Diego. You did miss a period of time with injury. Uh, but otherwise, you, you put up good numbers with a 9-2-9 save percentage and a 15-4-1 record in 22 mm-hmm. games played. What did you love most about playing in your last season of junior hockey out there in San Diego? I think I just had more fun with it. You know, like my other times in juniors, like my time in Wisconsin and Decatur, um, I was always on edge of like, I wonder if I'm going to play. Like, am I going to play? Am I going to start? Like, how do I? how did I do in practice today? Like, did I play hard enough? Did I compete hard enough? And uh, last year, like, sure, I still had the questions of, like, am I going to start? But then my coach would be like, you are. Like, don't worry. You don't have to ask. You're going to start. So I think the reassurance of, like, I knew I had, like, sure, my job was, like, sealed, you know? It wasn't set in stone. Like, someone could have came in and took it from me easily. But, you know, I, I worked my I worked my ass off and I, lo- I loved playing, um, playing for Tyler and playing there. But I think I had more fun with it. I found a way to have more fun with it, like compete hard, but still work hard and have fun with everything that I did, whether it was working out, like I found ways to have fun with that practice. Even if I'm having a bad practice, I still found ways to have fun. And even in the games, like I found those to be very fun, even in the situations of like playing in the Fresno rink where it's I can see my breath and it covers everything or like mm-hmm playing in in Carlsbad where the ice just like dips straight down in front of the boards and it's awful <laughs> yeah and there's sand coming up from under the ice because it was too thin um, yep yep like Tahoe where it's also really cold mm-hmm. um but yeah I just I found ways to have fun with it I I made I made it better for myself instead of being so down on myself of like oh like these rinks are crap like the team house is packed it's dirty i'm i'm annoyed like i got some school work to do i just i found the fun in everything you know like the happiness the happy side of all the bad stuff yeah and that's what it's supposed to be junior hockey supposed to be fun u18 supposed to be fun all these levels of hockey if you're having a good time 
I think it's also quite generally more noticeable on the ice when, when players are in a good spot versus you know, that constant, you know what it is, especially as goalies, that, that constant competition to, am I getting the start? But uh, I do want to talk about one of this episode's sponsors, and that's going to be Raycon. Even if you're not able to join me in the blissfully cool Copenhagen climate this summer, you can still escape into that vacation state of mind. Whether spending your summer at a training camp where you need some upbeat music to pump you up, or much like me, need to vibe out to some Lord Huron or Sticky Fingers, you can always create your own summer soundtrack by popping in your Raycon wireless earbuds. The earbuds tap function allows me to toggle between three customizable sound profiles, noise isolation, and awareness mode. Let me tell you right now, Raycons are the best way to listen as they come with the custom gel tips for the most comfortable in-ear fit. And have a 32-hour battery life, including eight hours of playtime, so you can listen to what you want when you want for a really long time. They start at half the price of other premium brands, but they sound just as good. And Raycon comes with a 30-day happiness guarantee, so you really can't lose. So create your own soundtrack with Raycon. Right now, Pigeon Hockey Podcast listeners can get 15% off their Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash THPN. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to save 15% on Raycons. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. We want to thank Raycon for sponsoring this episode. Having that joy for being in the net and just being on the ice is, you could tell you were having fun last season, even when I saw you down at the, the Vegas showcase and we really didn't get a chance to talk, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, got to watch you live there and that a couple times. And uh, you seemed like you're having a lot of fun. I know that one game was a heartbreaker. We won't go into it. Oh, that game. That one, <laughs> oh my. That game was a heartbreaker and you could tell. Um, two friends uh, going against each other in that too. Yeah. You and Stern, right? Yeah. Yeah, and so I, I saw him come and, uh, you know, embrace you after the game because I know that was a tough one. That was a oh, yeah. tough overtime loss. You guys were both playing excellent hockey, and it was one of those things. <laughs> that when you have that happening on the ice, too, you're looking you're like, oh, one of these boys have to lose. And you mm-hmm. see it all season long. That's that's the nature of the beast. But, yeah. um, you, you know, you both were in your final year of junior hockey eligibility this past season, and you're both playing in the USPHL's Pacific Division. And now you both, because I mean by both you and Heath, have now mm-hmm. since committed to ACHA D1 programs on the East Coast. So this is for both of you. But what are you both looking forward to most in playing college hockey? I'll let, I'll let Ethan take this one first, and then oh, I'll go. I was going to let you go, but I, okay, I'll take it. Um, <laughs> you're, you're the guest on this episode. I'll, I'll take the secondary <laughs> answer for this one. I guess, I guess that's fair. I'm looking – I I've never played out East. Like, I've tried out and, like, had tournaments out here, I think – there was just like one Boston showcase when I was still in Wisconsin, uh, still in on the River Kings, but I've never like played or lived out east. I've it's like farthest I've gone was Wisconsin, or yeah, farthest I've gone was Wisconsin and Illinois, right in that like you know that line of like Midwest. This is the Midwest, so I was looking forward to like the different like um, the skill set and like the different play style. That's the words I was looking for. The play style that kids have here out east. And plus, like, living in the city, I think that's really cool. I've never really lived in, like, in the city. Like, um, if I look out the window here, I can I can see the buildings for Pittsburgh. And we're actually, we're right next to PPG Arena. Like, I, if I look out my window a little bit more, I can see where they play, where the Penguins play. That's cool. So I think, like, being out east, plus there's more, there's more stuff over here. There's more schools. So the chances of getting, having a chance to go transfer up to NCAA D3, or D2 or even D1, but, you know, that's a little rare out here. But, you know, getting that chance to transfer into NCAA after one or two or maybe even three seasons in club out here is higher since there's more opportunities out here. There's more eyes on you. There's more teams out here compared to, like, if I went to, like, CU Boulder or one team was SDSU, the San Diego State University. If I were to be out there, there's not as many teams. There's not as many eyes. There's not that many opportunities. It, it would be more of just like, okay, I'm here for college hockey, but like having fun out West here is like, I'm here for hockey, but I'm also here for school, but I'm here to like keep growing my game. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what we try to do, at least on this podcast is uh, try to put that highlight on, on West coast hockey, specifically now for mm-hmm. junior hockey, but also uh listeners should have just heard the most recent episode on Western ACHA. I know it was a little bit chaotic, but so is understanding Western ACHA hockey. Yeah. So, yes. Um, <laughs> uh, but we'll be doing that as a monthly feature and hopefully kind of growing our uh, Western ACHA footprint out here. But yeah. Heath, yeah. what are you looking forward to? 
Yeah, you know, uh, the the play style, you know, I've, I've skated with the guys a, a couple times now and, and the, the play style is definitely different from the West Coast. I'm sure that uh, Ethan can say the same because he has <laughs> skated with the team. Uh, it, it's just so much different. Uh, I've always played my hockey on the West Coast. Uh, obviously, I've had tournaments out here and stuff like that and in this general area. But, you know, it's the first time that I've ever been to New York is coming to the school. <laughs> so, um, but you know, it's, it was really a surprise to me because obviously, uh, Stony Brook is on Long Island. And so it's not all buildings and skyscrapers. And, you know, when I was thinking New York, I was thinking, you know, hustle and bustle of New York, right. That's what you, that's the first thing that comes into your mind is, you know, Broadway and the Statue of Liberty and, you know, all the big buildings and, you know, and, and all that kind of stuff. And like the, you know, the, all the lights and all that kind of stuff, but, you know, it's actually really like it's it's basically like trees out here um you know like our rink is surrounded by trees um it's almost like a tahoe feel almost but i mean i i'm loving it so far um you know it's it's been great and you know to be able to get on the ice with with the great talent that i am it's it's just it's so it's nice it really is and you know it feels like i don't know if you feel the same way ethan but it feels like there's a better push to want to play hockey out here on the east coast than there is on the west coast even even within the junior programs on the West coast, it's, you know, I'm here to play hockey and relax by the beach or, Mm -hmm. or, you know, I'm here to play hockey and go see some farms if you're in Fresno. (laughs) Um, But no, it's uh, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. So. Well, that's what I think. um, People think New York and from the state of New York. So when I first left home and I told people, you know, I'm just from New York and people, Oh, how's the big apple? I'm like, I have no clue. I grew up eight hours away from that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm from Western New York. And then I'd say Buffalo. And of course, that was a time frame where you didn't want to claim Buffalo because I don't know. It was, it's even though it was about four or five years after the four Super Bowl losses in a row, it was still everyone's like, oh, and they'd have so many jokes that I just started claiming Niagara Falls mm-hmm. because they're five minutes from each other. And people have no idea. Buffalo and Niagara Falls are basically the same city separated by Grand Island. Mm-hmm. And that, literally a five minute drive. So I just started claiming Niagara Falls. People go, wow. And I'm like, the different reactions between Buffalo and Niagara Falls, people, Buffalo, they'd make fun of you. Niagara Falls, they'd be so excited that you grew yeah. up there. It's like, they're the same damn city. Uh, today, to this date, I still claim Niagara Falls because it became just a, a habit, but I literally grew up like a minute drive from technically what they consider the line between the suburb I grew up in. Not if we're not, not a nice suburb, but you know, anybody from Cheek to Vegas knows what I'm talking about. But like I grew up right in that part where you're about a minute drive from what's considered the, you know, Buffalo proper. And uh, yeah, so I should have claimed. And I, I've gone back to claiming Buffalo because now when I say that people talk about wings and I'm like, hell yeah, that's what we do. That's what the world knows us for. And, you know, that's if I could have one thing left to eat in this world, it'd be wings. So mm-hmm. it's uh, it's within the blood. But yeah, you're there in New York and you don't realize there's a lot more to New York State than that city. Uh, yeah. You know, there's huge areas for like, I mean, if you ever go out, get up to Lake Placid, that's a few hour, four, four or five hour drive from where you are because you got to make it through the city. Yeah, you're going to you're going to love it up there. And then in both of you, I mean, just down there in Pittsburgh, Ethan, Pennsylvania, Again, just absolutely overloaded with trees and hikes mm-hmm. and scenery and just the cute little towns when you're driving through Pennsylvania on those back. Just, I would, every single time I drive between like Washington, D.C. And, and Buffalo, I wouldn't take the main highways. Mm-hmm. I would literally go I'd go I'd route the shortest route and it would take me through all these little cute towns. It might add like maybe 45 minutes to an hour on the total drive. But you got to see small town America the whole time and stop at little places and buy honey. And, you know, it's uh, it just made it a more peaceful drive without all the chaos of going 75 on the highway and getting past and just yeah. waiting for every single time you got a chance. Because I'm telling you guys, you, you went to two states where just wait for the troopers. They're going to get you. Mm-hmm. Pennsylvania, New York are horrible mm-hmm. for their, their troopers. They, they just they wait. They wait in the weeds. They hide in the trees. Yeah, they, they do. They got the mm-hmm. little nooks. Yep, they uh, do. I, I see them every morning when I'm driving to practice, and it's still dark yeah. out. And so there's, like, certain spots on, on the way to the rink on, like, a highway. I'm like, okay, I'm slowing down right here because I know, like, there's usually a state trooper. And then we, like, round this hill, 
and he's already got someone pulled over or you can see them chilling with their lights off like in the dark and you're like there they are like they're gonna get someone and then we'll be yep. driving back from practice and there's like three people pulled over mm-hmm. yep yeah <laughs> yeah driving through there you gotta kind of like it's it's you gotta feel lucky and actually mm-hmm. that might lead us into our um our other sponsor for this episode and that's going to be DraftKings. college football fans are you ready for week one DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking you up with a can't-miss offer to start the season strong. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on college football and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Anything can happen in college football. Your team could go from unranked to dynasty mode in just a couple years. Change comes fast. The only thing that's a lock is a great offer from DraftKings Sportsbook. Life's more fun when you're in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on college football. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for a problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resorts. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. ccdkng.co slash football for eligibility, terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Thank you, DraftKings, for sponsoring this podcast. Yeah, so Ethan, uh, who who is someone that you try to model your game around? Is there someone in the NHL or you know maybe even elsewhere that you've really kind of attached to and maybe taken some things from? Yeah, so there's definitely a couple. I know growing up, I love Jonathan Quick, and uh, you know we share we share that together, Heath. Uh, the yes. love of Jonathan Quick. I mean, great goalie, great compete. Sadly for how the game's growing, he's just you know he has an older play style, just like Mark Andre Fleury, who I also watched a lot that i don't watch them as often now due to the games growing and my game has differed exponentially compared mm-hmm. to like how they play so i watch a lot of vasileski a lot of vasileski i mean i got the bower pads on i'm tall just like vasi I, I like to be flexible so i've watched him a lot thatcher demko is another big one when i saw mm-hmm. him I would watch highlights of him when he played for Boston College and then his time in the A and like his training camps. And um, I'd watch him during all of that. I still watch him to this day. And then um, a big one, which nobody really looks into like the AHL, but I watch Joey Decord all the time. Yes. I yes. love his play style. I love how he handles the puck. I love how confident he is, how patient he is with his play style. I, I love it. I just, I've watched him since he played at ASU. And then his time in Ottawa, his um, his time playing. What was it after Ottawa? He was Seattle, right? I think he. I think I think he got drafted from Ottawa, if I'm not mistaken. You're right. I'm pretty sure you're right. I thought there was like a little gap where he had something else, but I know it was like the Belleville, whatever, the AHL, the AHL team for Ottawa, and um, a couple games uh, for the Senators, and then. Now his time with Seattle and Coachella Valley, I've, I watched him through that. I watched his highlights, and I love his play style. I love how he plays, especially with handling the puck. And I'm a big advocate with playing the puck. I mean, I've almost – I've tried to – I've shot for open nets all the time. Sadly, there was no chance this season because either the game was either too close or too much of a blowout. Um, mm-hmm. Which, that's a, a major theme in the Pacific Division. Either it's going to be a close game or it's like – a blowout. Well, yeah. Like our last game against the Shredders where it was uh thirteen to two. And then there's other times where we almost went to overtime with the Shredders. And I never got to play you guys, which was frustrating. No, sadly no. Yeah. It was always I think I only played against the Shredders once and it was when they when they were at home again or at Carlsbad. For the Cali Cup, right? Oh, then twice. Weren't because you coming back from injury when you came back and played them? I think was it was my, like your first game back was, from injury. That was my first game back from injury was the Cali Cup. Yeah. And my coach was really we- weary. And the funny thing is, I even told my coach, I was like, that's my game. I'm playing in the Cali Cup. And he was like, okay, that's fine. And then the injury happened. And it was like, are you sure? Like, are you okay? Like, don't strain yourself. And I was like, don't worry. Like, I'll be fine. And of course, like, you know, in it, I was like, okay, I got to be careful. My hip is killed. Like, or my groin is a little you know, still sore. I'm still recovering. It's only been a month. Like, 
it was it was a pretty bad tear from what the doctor told me but yeah no i played that was my first game back was the cali cup which you would think it's like oh why would you come back from an injury into such an important game but in our eyes you know it's it's the shredders and we had all the confidence in the world now that i was back and then we came out and scored 13 on them yeah um, but i it was also the first time the shredders came to carlsbad is when i played in that game too yeah and maloney i believe got the start in that one if i'm not mistaken yeah i'm pretty sure he did because yeah. i think he had i think he had one a, a highlight that was featured on the pigeonhole account where it was like a, a pad stack save against somebody yeah the double pad stack save that was yeah. maloney mm-hmm. and it matches the retro gear that he's wearing but yeah it was it was i remember that from that game and i remember getting scored on by the russian kid i forget what his name was yuri Yes, Yuri. He it was the only goal against me, and I was so close to a shutout that in that game. And I was like, I wasn't furious, but I was like, damn, like I almost had it. And it was it was like a scrum in front. And he just like backhanded it over my glove, and I was like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. It's one of those. But yeah, I only played against them twice. The other times, Blake and Alex Hearns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I know they did pretty good. It was I. I know during the injury we played Shredders a lot during my interview. yeah we played them what was like five times six times yeah there was a stretch where i think we played you guys for like five or six in a row and i have no idea why i didn't get played but there was apparently a reason <laughs> that i don't know so who, who knows? knows herman was sick or something so i had to dress for two games just for warm-ups and to be on the bench during the injury so i was like it was like I remember, I remember seeing that and being like, are you, are you healed? And you're like, nah, I'm not. No, I was not <laughs> no. healed at all. I was, I was like a little bit limping in my skates. And I remember being in my gear for the first time after my injury and being in warmups for that first game of this, uh, of the two game series. Uh, I got on the ice and I was like, oh my God, this feels so weird. Like I like draw, I like my coach, go, he talks to me beforehand. He goes, do not drop. I do not want to see you on your knees at all. I was like, what? He's like, in warmups, I'm barely allowing this. You are not allowed to go down on the ice. And I was like, okay, so like, no, no going down. He's like, yeah, no going down. So I don't know if you noticed, Heath, in warmups, I was standing the entire time mm-hmm. playing. Yeah. Like, I was playing stand up and I was like, put my legs together and like, I was barely shuffling. I would, I was barely able to move. My groin was like, my groin was barking. It's like, what are you doing, dude? Like, you're injured. You should not be moving. And I know, I remember the second game for warmups. I was, I felt a little bit better. I felt a little looser. I was making some saves. I didn't drop on a single shot again. It was more of like, oh, I'm just standing and going like side to side here. But I like dropped a stretch at one point, and it felt a lot better. I think my stick broke before one of those games, and it was just like I was talking to Maloney. My stick felt a little weird, and I was like, okay. Like, I was talking to him, and I was like, you know, I'm going to go shoot a puck. And I go to shoot a puck, and my shaft just snaps. And it was that beautiful Olmark stick with the, the trigger grip in it. The the gold one that you had or whatnot? Yeah. Yeah. The dude, Boston that, yellow one. That one was so sick. I miss that stick so much. $80. It was $80, and it lasted almost an entire season. You got to get some uh, – you got to get the new ones that he's got with the trigger grips. I know. I got to find those somewhere. Maybe I'll just drive to Boston real quick. Yeah. Drive That's up not there. that far. <laughs> yeah. Drive up there and ask for their equipment manager real quick. Yeah. Or like uh, go straight up to Olmark and be like, hey, can like, can I have some of your sticks, please? Yeah. Right. You're in here first, Olmark. Just pass them up. <laughs> I mean, I know they're yellow, but like, and I play for a Navy and blue team, but like, come on. You, you could you could tweak those stick the stick color a bit. There's, there's... Ah, no, have the wild color stick. That's the fun. Part. I mean, uh, end of the season, we're the least I... judged on the team. Well, yeah, end of the season, I used a blue stick for the Sabers. So I know I did. I did see that. It was and that I I used that stick until about a month ago. Really? And I bought that stick when I was in Minnesota for the Bismarck pre-draft camp. Crazy. I bought it from the Bauer store itself and I, I used it through like all that summer and then through a part of that season. And then it broke at the end of this last summer. So I, now I, I can't get out of Bauer mocks. I'm stuck in a Bauer mock stick. Like, didn't you try the trues this, this season? The, yeah. This it, off broke, season? <laughs> it broke in three skates. Which one did you try? The hazardous or the, uh, or the catalyst the catalyst? Oh yeah. The cat. That's why I use the hazardous, the hazardous. Well, 
I can't I can't speak to that really because my hazardous that I got from Fresno broke in two skates on a <laughs> on a, a Moraldo clapper from the from uh, the hashes. So well, it's Moraldo. It is Moraldo. Oh um, yeah, no, he he. I didn't even know it was broken until the game day where I went to go tape it, and I was like, that doesn't look right, and I flexed it, and all you just hear is. <laughs> And it just snaps in the shaft. I was like, "Oh, that's that's fantastic." Yeah, no that that happened to me with my catalyst. As I used it for two skates, there was after the first skate, there was already a crack on the blade, and I was like, "That sucks." But like, you know, I'm gonna use it till it breaks, right? And like, mm-hmm. most of my sticks end up having cracks. Like my Hyperlite Two has a bunch of cracks in it right now, but I, it's my backup stick. I have it taped with electric tape in the areas that's cracked. But I remember I used it in two skates in one day and I saw the crack on the blade and I didn't see it till I was at home showing my mom. Cause I got it that day. Like mm-hmm. I bought it, skated, skated. And then mm-hmm. I went home, showed my mom and I was like, Hey, look at this stick. Like it's, it's really cool. I really love it. It's super light. Like it's already cut down the paddles uh, slanted. So I love it. Like blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, Oh, there's a crack in the blade. And she was like, that's not good. Like go get that warranty. And I was like, I can't yet. Like, if I show up with that, they're going to be like, oh, like, that's normal. Some places I know do that, but I don't know mm-hmm. about the monkey sports was really nice that I, I went through with uh, my stick. But I was like, you know, what? I'm just going to use it. And I had a lesson the next morning, the very next morning. And uh, I'm on the ice and it's with uh, these guys, Bo and Sean, which I love them. They're two pro guys. I think they're playing in Europe. I can't remember where, but it was a lesson with Mark Sample, my goalie coach. And um I was having, it was like Bo Hansen was shooting on me and he shot one right off my shaft. It was like, it was, it was like just a wrister. I have the video and it's just a wrist shot to the shaft. I make the save and then I, I uh, uh, put my stick out and started playing with the puck to like move it to the side. And then I get up and I, I look at the shaft as I'm holding it and I go like this and I go, oh, fuck. And I barely push down onto the, uh, the shaft on the ice and the stick just snapped. Oh! And my my goalie coach didn't see that, and he's screaming like, "Go! Like next rep!" And I turn around, and I go, "Hold on, I gotta get my other stick." And I just <laughs> put the broken stick down and grabbed my other one. So it was less than three skates that stick broke. I had yeah, I know. True. When I when I had mine break, they they were really good about getting me a new one. Uh, obviously, they couldn't do it in the green colorway, which kind of mm-hmm. sucked. But at that, that time. Fun. Yeah, I, I, they just gave me the the regular silver one, which you know works for any team pretty much. Yeah. So they, they were pretty good about that. Did you actually get one from them, or did did you just say I'm not trying this warranty shit again? No, I um I went through I went back to Monkey Sports where I got the true stick, and I was like, hey, like my stick broke. Um, I'd like to warranty it. Like, what can I do with that? And they're like, okay, like you can either warranty it to get another true stick. Or you can get one of like equal value, and I was like, "No way!" Like, actually, and they're like, "Yeah, you can get any other stick for equal value." And so I ran over and grabbed a Bauer Mock again. There's one I'm using now. Ran before over, they, gra- grabbed that. Change their mind. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I grabbed this one. I'm like, here, me, right now, this one. So now I'm using that, and that's my warranty stick right there. It's the one I'm using right now, and uh, I mean, it's holding up pretty well. Wow, sticks are so expensive. All the gear, like goalie gear, is just. It's too expensive, but uh, mm-hmm. that's why that's why you literally ride out some of this gear until it's until you just know you can't go with it anymore. Whether oh, that yeah. be pads or chest pads or like I know, like I finally swapped out the chest pad I'd been wearing for years mm-hmm. again because I think groin injuries took me out for years. I decided I'd retire, mm-hmm. um, and then a few years later, people convinced me to come back. And when I went out to the ice and I took a shot from uh, I remember it was Rick, but he took a shot and that thing went straight into my chest and the second i felt it i don't think i've ever felt my heart literally skip a beat like literally not like not like butterfly but like oh i think Mm -hmm. that was bad (laughs) when i felt that i'm like i need a new chest pad i went home that night before i even went to bed i'd already gone online and ordered a new chest pad because i i'd done like a couple hours i was tired but i'm like because i think our practices we did late night practice so i'd get home at like 1 a.m and i sat there for a couple hours and did research and because when it was 1 a.m. in England, I, I can't remember what it was at Monk. It was a goalie monkey. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I ended up going with uh, Brian's genetic mm-hmm. chest pack. Because at that time, they they'd done the thing where it's uh, distributed the, you know, if it hit the center of your chest, it distributed the impact. So you didn't mm-hmm. feel it all in one spot because my chest pad, I had a Sherwood. Uh, that oh. was a, 
I felt everything. Yeah, I was I was using some original old gear because I bought it all when it was pretty nicer stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was upgraded stuff from the early 2000s because I, I got it at Lacroix Sports, I think, in Ottawa when I lived in Ottawa. And yeah, once I got to England, I just re-upgraded all my gear, my leg pads, my everything, everything. I upgraded everything because I was playing a lot more there and I wasn't getting injured. Mm-hmm. And I was having a blast. Before we wrap this up, uh, is there anybody you want to give a shout out? Yeah, uh, my goalie coach at San Diego, Nick Caffrelli. I don't know if I said his last name right, but, you know, I just called him Nick. And I love I loved seeing him every morning that he came out. He uh, he took time out of his own day of taking care of his daughter, who cutest, cutest little girl ever. Oh, my God, she's adorable. And um, uh, helping take care of her with his wife. He would take time out of his own day to come to our practices and stay behind to do a lesson with me every once in a while. So I just huge shout out to him. He helped me a lot uh, this past year. And um, shout out to Duquesne Hockey for taking a chance with me and bringing me on. Um, I hope I don't disappoint anybody. But I I know there's huge expectations for me coming in here, especially after the season I just had. But I, I will work my ass off and I will play for them as hard as I can. But also, thank you guys for having me on here. I really appreciate it. Of course. No, of thanks course. for jumping Thanks on. for coming on. Oh, I mean, yeah, Heath was, uh, was yeah, no, Heath, Heath was very uh, adamant about getting you on. And um, I'll say this. I mean, a lot of times most people that end up on this podcast ask to come on. Mm-hmm. So you're one of the few people that were invited. Oh, oh. And yeah, so it's one of those things where we generally just kind of if because we always say it at the end of every podcast and we have it on our X feed and Instagram feed is if people want to come on, they can just reach out and we will eventually coordinate a time. I know we got quite the bag log at the moment. So uh, it happens periodically too, a few times a year at this point where we end up with this backlog where we're like, we can, we can get you on in the next couple months. Otherwise I'm recording like two or three to four podcasts a week. And uh, right. I don't think the listeners want that much, but no, we do appreciate you coming on. And uh, we, again, we just want to say then, you know, thanking our special uh, guest for this episode, former netminder for the USPHL San Diego Sabres. And now for the ACHA D1 Duquesne Dukes, Ethan Blackburn, Ethan Thanks for taking the time to jump on with us today. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. No, it's been a blast to talk, and we're goalie, so we could keep going on. But uh, oh, yeah. much like listeners yes. keep hearing, <laughs> we, <laughs> and I would love to keep talking after the podcast too. But we have a commitment. I'm already going to be late for, so I got a bolt. But same here. You know, just me the too. nature of the beast here. <laughs> we all got a bolt. But yeah. uh, we want to thank all of you listeners again for tuning in to the latest edition of Goals Against Average presented by Pigeon Hockey. Be sure to reach out on social media at X, TikTok, or Insta to stay up to date. And be sure to reach out if you're in the junior or collegiate hockey worlds and wish you get on a future podcast. This is the Pigeon Hockey Podcast with Chris and Heath. Have a good one, hockey fans. And remember, listeners, always clear your crease.